What up, people? This is the uh, my thoughts and reactions to The Irishman uh, by Martin Scorsese, uh, Robert De Niro, um, Joe Pesci, uh, pretty much everyone that uh, Scorsese ever worked with, uh, minus uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, goddamn Action Bronson was in this one, so this one was freaking awesome. So, here's my thoughts. Enjoy the ad. Sat down and watched The Irishman this weekend. And boy, I, it is a three-hour movie. And the way I heard everyone talk about it was that it was long. That it was really long. And I understand what they're talking about because... Uh, Martin Scorsese, um, he didn't go, like, Finnegan's Wake or, um, uh, Ulysses on us. He, uh, it's not like, like, he had to show everything that they were talking about, but, and I understand why, um, he probably went into the length of things that he did. Like, it's like, well, he was like, well, if Netflix is paying the bill, I'm not cutting a thing. So... I think, I think Netflix, if they had just like, uh, like, like, uh, edited themselves a little bit in the, uh, uh, like the script stage and the storyboarding stage, they're probably going to save like $30 million for real because like I heard that Netflix paid, um, uh, the four actors, uh, or the four principal guys, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Martin Scorsese, something like $125 million for this movie. And then this movie, I want to say, was over $100 million easily uh, on just budget because like, the amount of um, turning uh, like uh, like small towns in New York back into like their 1970s uh, uh, era... Um, but just in general, I mean, I thought Michael Bay had an issue with uh, slow motion in Transformers 7 or whatever. But, yeah, that, that whatever the last one was where th things would just get slow so that people would see the uh, all the, uh, like, CG work going on. But with uh, The Irishman, there's at least 20 scenes where if they just, like, played it at regular speed... Um, we could have saved like 10 minutes, like even like, and there was like a, about 10 things that, um, instead of showing it, we could have just had one character say it in narration and it would have been fine. But, uh, I understand where a lot of this small stuff was because the Irishman is about, uh, one guy, but it's about three things. It's De Niro's relationship to Pesci, which was really Sheeran's relationship to uh, Russell uh, Buffino. Uh, Buffalino or Buffino? I, I, I forget the exact uh, uh, spelling of it. Then Sheeran's relationship with um, Jimmy Hoffa and Sheeran's relationship with his daughter. Because... Um, 
one of the most interesting parts of the movie was also one of the most critically uh, like derided parts of the movie because Anna Paquin has like uh, like five lines but like three words like I think Anna Paquin's only first word is why and then why didn't you call her like like, like I said, and she repeats that uh, with her father. Why didn't you call her? And the the story um, like tells like this dude's like pretty much whole life, and there are things where you got to really be paying attention uh, to uh, what's going on because the movie starts with. Uh, De Niro, Pesci, and uh, their characters' wives in the car as they are um, uh, going cross-country in a car uh, to a wedding, which, by the way, that can sneak up on you uh, because there's a lot of, like, memory lane stuff. There's a lot of back and forth, like, and... uh, there's like the Scorsese, like uh, uh, talking to the fourth wall stuff, and then there's like, like uh, who is uh, Robert De Niro talking to stuff? Because uh, this movie was based on a book uh, called uh, "I Heard You Paint Houses," which was code for "I Heard You Kill People or Do Stuff on the Side." Um, the The whole story is about the dude that uh, supposedly offed Jimmy Hoffa, and there's a lot of evidence uh, that like points to that he would that he's the guy. But there's also a lot of um, like uh, criticism, and like, uh, generally speaking, as far as I've heard, I haven't heard like the the criticism itself. But the book was debunked to a certain extent, so I don't know. Uh, all I know is that we got a film out of it, uh, out of the book, and we got like a narrative that explains uh, the conspiracy theories and stuff going on, um, or like a narrative on the last, I want to say like uh, fifty years of the. Um, narrative on the last 50 years of the 20th century in America. So, the idea was, part of the movie, in terms of that, in terms of what it has to say about America, um, it deals with Cuba, it deals with Kennedy, it deals with, uh, the, like, the mob getting people elected, how the mob worked. Uh, it's a very epic story, but, uh, but at the same time, like, it focuses on one guy. It's one guy's window into all of that. And uh, it's sort of the opposite of, like, a Rise to Power gangster movie. Um, because it's not a glitzy and glamorous. Like, there's glamorous stuff, don't get me wrong. But there's also, like... Um, 
like if I if I had to call, name the aesthetic, I would say uh, like uh, like late era Johnny Cash videos, where Johnny Cash would just like be super serious as he sung, and it would be like harsh black and white uh, imagery or harsh uh, uh, like harsh contrast imagery, uh, like from like uh, hurt and like, and onward, uh, that kind of uh, aesthetic, because. Uh, like, like, give me an example. This is one of those things that I think could have been done a little bit quicker. Like the car wash scene where uh, Robert De Niro is getting his uh, Lincoln uh, washed, and he's talking about how his car got him sent to uh, jail for 19 years. Uh, so. The special effects in this movie um, were iffy. Uh, I don't know if it was because they had uh, like a limited amount of stuff to work with and still make it look like they could have gone the Star Wars route. Um, the way they de-aged uh, Carrie Fisher and the way they uh, uh, had um, that one in uh, Rogue, in Rogue One, where that one general shows up. The guy that's in Star Wars: A New Hope. Um, I, forget, I forget the guy's name, but uh, like he was totally CG. Like he was made to like. Uh, I believe the term is the Uncanny Valley. It was. Uh, it didn't get past the Uncanny Valley, uh, to say the least, because like I was expecting uh, when they say that uh, they're going to de-age Robert De Niro. That they were going to de-age him to the point where he looked like taxi driver Robert De Niro. And that was not the case. Uh, you would think that they had enough movies with young Robert De Niro where they could have just uh, like built a composite of that and then and gone from there. But I don't know. I don't think they had the access that they did to those movies. So th- I think they just scanned his head and then put him on a younger dude. But I... Uh, because, like I said, uh, like there's a couple scenes in the movie where they could have just uh, left the like uh, like tell don't show because they showed um, like Robert De Niro in Italy in uh, World War II where he's having two Germans to, uh, d- uh, dig their own graves and then he shoots the Germans and then just leaves them there uh, and there's there's this whole monologue explaining uh, like. How the hell, like, uh, like, why do you guys think that if they do a good enough job of taking themselves out of their own grave, that they'll, like, just let them go or whatever? So. So, like, we just, like, like, that could have like been done a lot easier, a lot quicker. Um, like, little things like that. Now, don't let me uh, get you wrong. This is a really good movie. However, the criticism that it's long um, stands. Like, uh, the criticism that Anna Paquin didn't speak enough? Uh, no. Because, because if Anna Paquin um, was playing a different role and... 
uh, it wasn't like the daughter that uh, sees uh, uh, Robert De Niro as what he is and as her father and the like the whole thing with that uh, going forward and she gets like her character is played by her and a younger actress and the whole time she is uh, quiet like really quiet like as a character like uh, I, f- I feel like she speaks three times in the movie as the character not just Anna Paquin but as like the young version of her and uh, like the teenage version of her and then like the, the young uh, woman version of her and as an adult because Anna Paquin plays like uh, two out of the four eras so shout out to Ray Romano because he was excellent in this movie and like there was like the, the amount of information that uh, that uh, Scorsese gives you in this movie because if you meet a random character, uh, like some of them get uh, it's like this dude was shot in the face three times. They're like, oh, did uh, Jiren kill him too, or or was it somebody else, or and for the amount of like like the one thing I would say though is like. If, if you're in the mob, like, at what point do you get guys underneath you so you don't have to do the shit anymore? Uh, because Joe Pesci is uh, Russ, and Russ always has uh, Frank. And Frank, uh, is he killing, like, guys on his own level only? Or because there's a couple of times where, like, it's like, damn, don't you have guys for this? Like, aren't you at, like, a, at the level where, like, like, throughout everything, like, uh, like, uh, Frank is, like, Russ's driver. Like, he's his driver, he's, he's the guy that, like, uh, like, always works for Russ. And, like, that was, like, the one question I have is, like, 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 I understand to, like, keep things in tight circles, but still, like, uh, so, the, Let's see now. Um, the let's see now. Okay, so I'm not gonna go too much more into the movie. Uh, I will say this: Netflix is not the place you go to for movies. Like I know Netflix is trying to get into the movie game, and um, for the longest time, it was. Like, sort of a dumping ground. Like, Netflix's original uh, series content was incredible. Their movies, however, was cheap. Uh, but they're, like, Netflix has been making pushes into, um, like, Stephen King movies. And, like, their, their horror movies have been great. I mean, I, I know they're competing with Shudder, uh, which is, like, a smaller but more dedicated version of horror. And... If you need a bad action movie, I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal are still making movies. And I haven't seen that many from Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I'll say this about Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's been making better uh, movies overall uh, every now and again than Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, like, his model is show up, talk low, uh, have a younger guy do all the heavy lifting. Like, 
that is his uh, MO uh, a lot. Because like, uh, I've had you sit through several of his uh, recent movies and uh, he has like maybe one or two stunts. I mean, the guy's 60, don't get me wrong, but uh, like uh, Stallone is uh, roughly the same age and uh, Stallone is just... Uh, even even Stallone's uh, like uh, director DVD uh, Netflix movies, like there's ones I didn't even realize that he did. Uh, like I don't know how involved he is. Like he made two sequels to uh, Escape Plan, and like one of them had Batista in it. The other one, uh, uh, I don't know who was in it, but damn, like like I said. Uh, Uh, right. Stallone is, Stallone is, like, like, insanely killing it, uh, well above, uh, expectations for, like, a guy his age. So, uh, Netflix, um, if, they have to, uh, bridge the gap a little bit because their movies are hit or miss, and I don't know if it's worth it for them to... Because uh, they don't have advertising. Like, eventually they are going to have advertising on there. And uh, they're going to have two models. There's, like, the, the pay 20 bucks a month to have no ads. Or they're going to have, like, a $5 a month one with ads. So, like, that's the way I see it going. Uh, because, like... Like, their, like, income-to-debt ratio, I have no idea how the hell it works. But, like, for the amount of money that they spend, um, like, I have no idea. Like, because I did the math one day, because if they have, like, 270 million accounts, like, times 20, uh, like, they should be making a billion dollars a month. But, I don't know. Like, supposedly, like, they're $10 billion in debt. Like, like I said, I don't know. Um... But I'll, I'll, for the Irishman, like uh, instead of making it a movie, instead of uh, it being like a series, like eight to ten episodes, three, a three-part movie, uh, so that uh, it works uh, like as a movie put together. But but it, it go like the problem is like the the crowd that that. I think Netflix is trying to engender may not exist because everyone's like, oh, it's got to be quicker. It's got to be digestible. It's like, no. Like, I listen to Joe Rogan podcasts. Like, I listen to, um, like, podcasts in general that are more than uh, an hour and a half. More than an hour. More than a half hour. Because, like, instead of getting, like, like, the hour special, a lot, like, the, the, the number show that people turn off at half an hour, well, how's it looking for uh, the degenerates? How's it looking for comedians across the world? Like, like Netflix is, like, experimenting with comedy formats, like, uh, but the, like, the movie thing, uh, I think they got to bridge the gap because, like, they either have to go uh, hard in the paint with, like, uh, it's like, okay, we are going to make, uh, 
the, the technology, like the format of uh, how we're giving it to you, easier. Like, uh, like make a movie that has uh, stop points. Like, uh, where it'll play through, but like it'll have well-defined chapters. Because, in ter- like, uh, in terms, like, like, so that instead of it stopping asking you with, like, are you still watching? Is all that stuff, like, uh, turn movies into novels. Like, if you, if that's the way it's gonna be, uh, I think you guys have the ability to do it. Cause if you could do like a choose your own adventure movie, uh, like there could be a like a start chapter uh, option or Netflix. Instead of just fast forward, rewind, or start from the beginning, uh, do it that way. Because the census I'm getting is that nobody wants to watch Netflix for uh, like one sitting of three hours. But to be fair... Scorsese uh, definitely could have uh, sped up um, the action or like just the, uh, the, the 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 progression of the movie because like there's scenes where it's just like it's like well Russ doesn't let anyone smoke in his car so of course uh, like uh, his wife wants to smoke so uh, they smoke in. Uh, like a, like a pit stop area and they smoke like by a lake on the side of the road. So, like I said, a lot of smoking, but the, uh, like they could have, like they didn't need those parts of the movie. Like, I don't, like it was, like it, like it, like it just, like they could have just said, Russ didn't let anyone smoke in his car because Meyer Lansky, uh, told him don't ever smoke in your own car. And then, uh, like, all you had to do was just say, Russ knew Meyer Lansky. And, like, it just explained to him that, like, Havana was, like, really important to him because he lost. Like, shit like that would have moved the story forward. But you know what? Uh, it is what it is. I highly recommend people go watch The Irishman. Uh, like, clear, clear out three three hours of your day, um, if you, if you're asking me where does it rank, like, I put good, I put Goodfellas behind Casino, but I understand why people always go to Goodfellas over Casino, uh, because, like, it overall might be a better movie, but, like, I found out about Casino first, and, like, like I judged uh, Goodfellas off of Casino. I just like Casino better. Now, here's the other problem with The Irishman. It's not, it's as good as, but not as enjoyable as uh, Goodfellas and Casino. Goodfellas was about one guy, uh, like, wanting to get into the mob and having, like, um, like, there be almost, like, not in, not innocence, but the, the, like, the scenes when, like, the guy was younger, uh, uh, before, before, 
when uh, the character was played by Ralph Macchio and not Ray Liotta to then when Ray Liotta starts like there's like uh, it's not a coming of age story but it's uh, like times change like uh, like the way things uh, went so like it's kind of hard to describe what Goodfellas is uh, with uh, Casino it's a rise and fall story that deals with uh, casinos with uh, with the Irishman it's sort of an alternative history of America it, like uh, it talks about um, like like the Teamsters like uh, Al Pacino has a great speech about why the Teamsters are important uh it also explains, oh, the, econ- the economy had a backbone, and that backbone was very lucrative, so the mob used it as a bank. Okay. Then the, uh, th- then there was an issue with the bank, and, like, that's how shit went down. But the... Like I said, good movie. Uh, highly recommend it. Like, clear uh, three hours of your day out. But ultimately, I don't think it's as like I don't think it's as good as Casino, and I don't think it's as good as Goodfellas. So uh, go watch it. Peace.